right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean, the Irishman King. What's up, everybody? Sean, 49, baby. 49, the big 49. We wanted to wait till 50, but someone insisted we do this at 49, so here we are. Our first video. Our first video. Now. It only took 49 episodes. Here's the thing about this, though. This video turns out like shit. We're not. <laughs> don't post it, then none of this is going to be relevant at all. We're going to say the same thing again for 50 then. Yeah, oh, you better believe it. Like, we waited for the 50th episode. If we don't post the video, am I going to edit this part out? Who knows? No. We'll we're have not, to wait and find out. We don't edit things out in this podcast. We, keep, we, we want the experience to be real. <laughs> we keep everything in there. That's true. That is true. All right. So I, feel like I should ask you. All right, here we go. <laughs> so we're, we're am I not supposed to look at the camera? I have no idea. Do we break works. the fourth wall in this no podcast? Idea. I, I have no idea. I have I couldn't tell you. I'm gonna look at the camera very intensely the do, whole time. I guess do what you feel is I'm gonna hope that I'm right? making eye contact with the person watching the video. Well, hey. They're looking at you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought the same thing once we started. I was like, I don't I mean, am I looking at you? Am I looking at the podcast? I, I feel like know. usually when we do this, I'm what, looking though, like all over the place. We sure as fuck can't start to doze off while we're on camera. Don't tell people that sometimes <laughs> we doze off. It's not my fault. We always, it is my fault. We always start so late. Sometimes you just get a little, little jerry-eyed. A little, little sleepy. A little sleepy. Look, we still are very coherent, drowsy. So that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. All right, so we're here. We're back. You Another week. jump into. We gotta talk about like what's what going on in our about? lives. What what happened? What's new this week? Did you hit the light? I did hit the light. Oh, okay, I was just making sure. I'm I'm ready. All right, fair enough. Nothing. Really. Nothing. Nothing new. Not really. No. Work going good. Works fine. All right. I'm trying to think if I have anything. I'm all right. So you know, but I like this. I'm going to Grenada. That's true. You are. I'm like three days away. What is this attempt of like just? <laughs> I feel like we always just up into it. Sometimes we got to let our listeners know what's going on in That's our lives. That's what we do, man. We're focused. We're like laser eye. We do so much drifting <laughs> and fucking, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Side stories. Yeah. But there's another word for it, though. Uh, I don't know what you're going Man, for. I can't think of it. There's like another word slash phrase. For going off on a tangent. We go off on so many tangents. Yeah, but they're always superhero tangents. Sometimes I feel like Not capes, always. calls, and close calls needs a conversation in the beginning. Just let the people know how we are. Our capes are on tight. Our cows are on. And we're fucking ducking all these close calls. I got something. This, I think our pre- this uh, is somewhat related. Uh, at work, we're all dressing up as Avengers. Oh, really? It's your job? And my job. For what, Halloween? For Halloween. Well, so the weekend before, we're all dressing up. 
So I'm, I plan to be Spider-Man. My boss is going to be Thor. Or my uh, co-worker is going to be Iron Man. We got a Captain America. We got somebody that's going to be Deadpool, which is not quite an Avenger in the movies, yeah. but I'm sure we can find it in the comics. Oh, absolutely. Easily. Why Spider-Man? Is it because you're the smallest? Uh, well, that's rude. You don't know that I'm the smallest. <laughs> I'm just asking. Spider-Man's uh, one of my have, favorite Marvel superheroes. Do you have the best boyish charm out of everyone at your job? Is that what it is? Because you work with some, like, 18-year-olds. That's true. But it's mostly the managers doing it. Gotcha. gotcha. So out of your managers, they would say that you have... The most boyish charm out of the. Game. I don't know if I want to say that. I don't know if I want to commit <laughs> to saying that I'm the, the most boyish. I just like Spider Man. Are you or are you not gonna shave your beard to be Spider Man? I'm not. You know why? Because I'm gonna have a mask on. Are you or are you not going to wear the mask the entire time? Oh, I'm gonna wear the mask the whole time. Do you think that at any point it will become hard to breathe? No. Really? Plus, I'm that I think committed. You are vastly underestimating I'm so how committed. tight that mask is going to be on your I'm head. I'm considering investing in some silly strings so I can spray it all over the place like my spider webs. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. I also intend to leap off of everything. Are you going to do the poses? I'm going to get on like I'm definitely going to do the poses. Are I am going to be this costume coming from? Spider-Man. I'm going to order off of Amazon. Oh, okay, fair enough. It looks pretty legit. It's the one from uh, Infinity War slash Endgame. Um, the Iron Spider suit. The Iron Spider suit. Interesting. You didn't want to go with, like the new one. No, I like the Iron Spider suit. Classic one. comic book. No. Superior Spider. You know, it was a it was a combination Sp- of it looked really cool and it was the right price. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> I won't be able to keep going because I was like going to the different Spider-Man. suits and I was like, man, what suit should I do? You know what suit I didn't want to do? Sam Raimi Spider Man. I didn't want to do. Well, I was say, so Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Oh, I didn't yeah. want to do. I saw it. No. It was a good price, and I was like, "That suit seems so lame now." Yeah. It does. Back when that movie came out, that suit it was, was super cool. cool. Yeah, but now it's just like, ah, I don't want to be that Spider Man. So, would you say that that's your favorite live action suit, the Iron Spider one? No. Okay. It was just the right price. Not fair enough. I'd argue that, despite that, he probably had the he was probably the worst Spider Man. I'd say Andrew Garfield probably had the best suit. The scene in Amazing Spider-Man 2 where he like jumps off the building and you see the suit and it's like wrinkly and stuff. Super legit. Man. Just thought I'd throw that out there for you. I don't know if I, I agree, but okay. No? You didn't like a suit? This suit's not even memorable. What does the suit even look like? I can't even wow. picture it. I just what remember. What happened in those movies? He threw... I don't know. He didn't Somebody, save Gwen. That's someone who was close to him turned into something crazy and they tried to murder him. Isn't that like the plot of every Spider-Man movie up until Homecoming? Yeah. Right? Pretty much sums it up. Yeah, that's it. All five Spider-Man movies wrapped up in a nutshell. You know I own every single one of those movies on Blu-ray? All the Spider-Man movies. Every single one. Should we do a marathon? Nope. That sounds awful. <laughs> I don't even know why I, I, like bought I could them. do it. I only bought them because they were on sale for like twenty bucks, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll buy all five of these." I feel like you'll buy anything 20 that's bucks. on sale. That's not true. 
There's plenty of sale items I pass up. All the Star Wars, yet you've seen none of them. They were a gift to my stepfather. Has he watched them? Yeah, he's seen all of them. But has he watched them since he's owned them? Yeah, at least twice. That That, Lord of the Rings loves those. Um, Well, those are the two big box sets I got them. I think I got them like a Mission Impossible one too, or or 007 one. One of them. Anyway, what are we doing? What are we eight minutes in? Let's get to the. (laughs) (laughs) That was interesting. All right, whatever. You know, everybody write us in. Let us know if you're going to be a superhero for Halloween. Oh, there's going to be so many superheroes for Halloween. I want to hear our listeners do it. Let us know if you're doing anything a little bit unique, too. Mm, a little yeah. bit out there. Like, if anybody out there listening, this is going to be a Blue Beetle. I want to hear about it. I want to that see That would be legit. That would be. Do you Aqualad would be cool. See, okay, so here's the thing. With the popularity of the, with the, like, the movie heroes, do you think that it has been for or against people dressing up as obscure superheroes right because arguably you could say that when they weren't as popular it didn't matter because none of them were that popular so every superhero anytime you dress up as a superhero other than spider-man batman or superman it seemed obscure right right but now so you could say that but on the flip side it's like since they've become so more recognizable since there are so many mainstream heroes now does it really matter at this point like people are willing to kind of like accept anything are you trying to say like there's not? No I'm asking you which way do you think it's going toward? Like if somebody's like, "Oh, I'm gonna dress up as Blue Beetle," do you think the fact that we have so many superhero movies now and people are so much more aware of them that dressing up as an obscure hero is easier or harder? Oh, it's harder. Think so? Yeah. Why? Because there's less heroes that are obscure. Like, before mm. Guardians of the Galaxy came out, you could have dressed up like Star-Lord, and that would have been super obscure. Yeah, people would have been But like, now that's common. Yeah, that's true. You just get a long red leather jacket. That weird and, uh, mask and those two guns yeah. and call it a day. Call it a day. Fucking cargo pants. And everybody dresses up like Rocket. I'd like to see that. I'm sure there look. are a million kids that are going to dress up like Rocket. Like a raccoon. And I, you want them to clothes. physically look like a raccoon? I do want them to. I don't want them to like have the facial features rocket. of a raccoon. I want them to have a face like a raccoon. Like their actual face. Yes. Or like a mask well, or some I'll kind accept of prosthetic. A mask. Oh, okay. So you don't mean like an actual raccoon-faced human being. Yeah, that's not a thing. I, what? People are compared to animals all the time. Never- I don't want somebody that's like <laughs> got a weird face and well, I mean, if you want to embrace it and become Rocket, that's kind of awesome. I guess I would want to see that. This is all your fault. I just want you to know that you want to <laughs> you go went. down this road. You made and it I so. I just embraced it. I was just like, all right, well, fine. This you is what we're doing. A weirder pace. We're, we're going on these weird tangents. Let's fucking let's go deep, baby. What superhero would you like to see somebody dressed up as? Um. Spider Ham would be a good one. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Get a pig. What is up with you and Spider Ham? I don't know, man. That one and Thong or whatever his name is. Throg. Throg. (laughs) Jeez, man, get it together. Um, let me think. Are you gonna dress up this year? Probably not. I feel like you should. Why? I don't know. I feel like you and your girlfriend should dress up as superheroes. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe. You should do it. There's just more time and money to invest in something. There's already so much time Visiting. and money invested in this podcast. Invest time in it, yes. But you don't have to invest that much money. You can get creative. Yeah. But then is it really as good? Like creativity costs money as well. This is what you guys do. You guys get yourself a budget of how much you're willing to invest in making this happen. All right, that's fair. I think I'd like to see a red hood. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I like to like see a red hood. True. All right, you red be red hood this year. And then your girlfriend can be. Red hood doesn't really. I didn't read the Red Hood of Lying comic book. Did you read it? Mm-hmm. I feel like she had, he had a love interest. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be a love interest necessarily. It could just be like one of the women that he's worked with, you know? All right, she should be Huntress. Huntress, Batwoman, um, even Catwoman, honestly. Yeah. I was thinking because there's that comic book line where like he's like with – I want to call it Outsiders, but I don't think it's called Outsiders. No, it it's called Outsiders. Um, Red Hood and Outlaws. Yeah, that's, what it's called. that's it. Yeah. And he's like running around with like Bizarro and like yeah, who else? Crazy stuff. There's a female character. I can't remember who I it can't is. Either. Remember yeah. it is. But you know what? Speaking of Batman character, Sean, <laughs> and transition. There it is. So we had to wait until we got to this point. Speaking of Batman characters, we saw the Joker movie. You saw it once. I saw it twice. We're here to talk about it. And boy, can we talk about it. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let me pull up my notes here. Uh, little cheat sheet. You know, and get that going. All right. So we saw opening night, release night. We saw it Thursday. We did. Relatively early, too, actually, like 6 o'clock. It's like the earliest I've been in a movie in a long time. Yeah. No, no private screenings or early screenings or anything like that. We're not quite at that level yet, but... We did see it. We had to be one of the first people. Like, Definitely. I think it was like one of the first showings. So so we mentioned this before on the podcast, but normally when we go see a movie together, we don't say anything to each other after the movie's right. over. We try to wait. We try to save it all for right here, for right now, for the podcast. But you, as usual, <laughs> insisted on some nonsense, and I just went along with it. Eventually, you know, you wanted to talk about it a little bit. I was ready to wait. You were like, it's too long. Let's just talk about it right we now. We saw it on Thursday. It's currently Tuesday. I am aware of the days. It's been it's almost a week. Friday, Sunday, Monday. It's been like four ish days. Four whole days. I don't even remember the movie anymore. Oh, you remember it. Don't. As soon as I start bringing it back to you, you're going to be like, wow. With that. <laughs> wait, the Joker was in it? <laughs> what did you think of it? Overall thoughts. Without My, going too crazy. Without too going deep, in deep. Overall thoughts. I thought it was very much what I was expecting, which was a great movie. So you I feel like we could go I wish I knew movie? what episode we talked about when I was like trying to predict what this movie would be. Because I feel like I nailed it. Um I don't know what episode we man, we did about. a whole villains episode. Like we when they announced this movie a little later after we had did an episode about whether we feel like because it was this it was Venom and we were just like well, are these supervillain movies gonna right. work without the heroes that kind of make them <coughs> excuse me 
And um, I mean, I think we kind of talked about this movie a couple of times, though. I think that was the first time we talked about it. Yeah, but I think we talked oh, we about it again about it when like we realized like who was playing the Joker, and then when we got the trailer, we mentioned it again. And one of those episodes, I think I predicted what this movie was going to be. Okay, so it, so you went in thinking like this is going to be a great movie. No, I went in thinking that this was going to be a movie that had some kind of inspirations and the same kind of ideology of. Uh, killing joke and the idea of like we're gonna see this guy go through some shit and he's gonna turn into the Joker because of it. Okay, and that's pretty much what this movie was, and I yeah. think they did it in a pretty great way. So you enjoyed it. Overall. I enjoyed it. All right, fair enough. I don't have any major complaints. Like if I tried, maybe I can come up with some things. Do you have a complaint section? I don't know. Uh, not necessarily a complaint section, but there's probably gonna be a good amount of back and forth between us. Yeah. As we go through this. Um, so my overall thoughts. I mean, I saw it twice. I told you that. The first time when I saw it with you, if you remember, I told you I just felt uncomfortable yeah. the whole movie. It just, I just felt just awkward. And I remember during the movie, and not to jump around on you, but you were like, did he just kill those guys? And I had to look at you like, yeah, he's the Joker. <laughs> it wasn't even... Again, we'll, so we'll get to that. We're going to try to stay in some kind of order here and not go all over the place. But yeah, so I I felt uncomfortable. Like the movie made me feel legitimately like this is this is somewhat difficult to watch. You know what I mean? Like I was just like Do you think that was the goal? I think it was, honestly. And in that sense, it accomplished what it set out to do. Like if the goal was to make the audience feel uncomfortable, to feel awkward, to feel you know, just kind of like, ah, this is difficult to watch this guy go through, then if that was the goal, then I, for me, they accomplished it. Now, the second time around when I saw it, since I knew like what was going to happen, I knew the beats, you know, because I say the first time I saw it, I was, I was not, not surprised, but things kind of went in a way there were a couple moments that just kind of shocked me. I was just right. kind of like, wow, huh, okay, 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 wow, okay. Yeah, that just happened. And it's not like <laughs> it was anything unexpected. I think it was just the the timing in which it happened that I was kind of like, wow, oh, shit. Like, I didn't see that coming now. Like, I maybe foresaw it later, but right now I'm like, oh, man. Um. So, but the second time, knowing those things, like I kind of, I picked up more on like the subtleties of like the movie of Joaquin Phoenix's performance, of just like the the clues, like the breadcrumbs leading up to like the big climax. Like I kind of picked up more on those like subtle things, right? And I could appreciate the movie a bit more. But here's my thing, and this is I feel like this is where the controversy is going to come into play. I thought I did like the movie. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it had some really good moments, some good character building, some shocking moments, some some scenes that really grabbed you, that really pulled you in. You know, it was it was immersive. I liked the movie, but not as a Joker movie. I liked it as just a movie. As a Joker movie, I don't particularly like it. As a movie about the Joker, I don't really like it very much. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, ironically, I was one of the things that I enjoyed about this movie. And I was thinking about this the other day is the fact that I thought it was a good movie to stand out on its own. And it was just an added benefit that it was the Joker. And that's something that you can't say about a lot of superhero and or villain movies that like if you could go and watch this movie and take the fact that it, like if this movie was the same thing and it wasn't this character, would it be as good? Yeah. And I think a lot of movies <clears throat> fall short on that aspect. I but this saying. movie didn't do that. That This movie could have not been a superhero movie. It could have been a movie about this guy going insane and or is insane, whatever, we'll get dive more into that, but right. um, just kind of hit his breaking point, and it's a great movie for that aspect, and it didn't have to be the Joker, but just the fact that it was the Joker, to me, like, was just that, like, it was like the, you know, the frosting on top of the cake, like, it was great, and then I was like, all right, now this nice added thing to it. Okay. Yeah, see, for me, I felt like the opposite. I felt like being a Joker movie, it took away from it for me. Like, again, if it was... So, if I went into this, if it was just kind of like a... I saw a trailer for this movie. It wasn't called The Joker. Say it was just called Arthur Fleck, right? Right. It's called the Arthur Fleck movie or whatever. And I saw the trailer for it. And, like, I saw these beats. And I saw it kind of fold out in the trailer. And I'm like, man, that looks like that could be kind of a crazy movie. You know what I mean? But knowing that it was supposed to be a portrayal of the Joker, for me, it didn't work. It, and I mean, I'm not necessarily comparing it to another like live action version of the Joker. I'm just, in my mind, I'm going through all the versions of the Joker that I've known, that I've read about, that I've come to see, and I just feel like... I, I get it. They were trying to go a different route. And that's one of the great things about the Joker is that you can. This is one of those characters you do kind of have the flexibility with. But as a character that I know, I don't think it worked for that. I wanted to see more. I feel like there wasn't enough of the Joker in this movie to make me go like that was a good Joker movie. I just felt like it was it was a good movie. But in, in terms of like being a movie for the Joker, I'm just like. Yeah, I feel like I couldn't disagree more. Well, here we go. Here I we mean, go. to me, so this is the, this is my thing with this is I feel like he was a good beginnings of a Joker, right? Like we didn't see by the end of the movie, he was like I would say not until like the very end of the movie was he's like okay now he's the Joker. Yeah, but up to that point it was just like the beginnings of like. Like though, the, I mean, it was just the start of the character. But so it did dive really, really Joker, into though, it. Or was he just a crazy guy in clown makeup? That's what the Joker is. Yeah, he's a crazy guy. He's, he's more okay. Let's clown makeup. Let, let, all right, let's 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 get this rolling. All right. So first off, look, he had a shitty life. There's no doubt about that. Like, dude had a hard life. Right. It was rough. I mean. When when we find out, and I mean, I guess we I think we did a good job in the beginning of like talking about this and not spoiling it, which we like never do. <laughs> we didn't really spoil anything in the beginning, so now we're definitely getting into like spoilers. And like, if you haven't seen this movie, don't listen to it. If you want to see this movie and don't want to know anything about it, don't listen to it. If you don't care, then hey, continue to listen by all means. 
Um, but yeah, he he had a really shitty shitty life. Easily, easily, very shitty life. And again, I'm like, okay, cool. So this this movie, when Todd Phillips, the director, was talking about this movie, he specifically said that this movie isn't a is not going to be tied into a larger universe, right? It's that's not the goal, at least. This currently established DC universe that we kind of ha- still have, but not really have anymore. He's like, you know, it's not going to be a part of that. It's going to be its own. They didn't draw. They're not copying any story from the comic books. It's not going to be the killing joke. It's not going to be, uh, you know, death, death in the family. Like it's not going to be any of that. It's just going to be their own original story. Now, with that said, it obviously still draws from some of these stories, and one of them definitely being the killing joke, right? right. Where you know he wanted to be a stand-up comedian, um, and it just kind of took. Took, I mean, in the Killing Joke, the whole thing is that it took one bad day for him to like snap, and be like, "All right, this is right." Where this was like, it's like this more was like his one whole, bad life. Yeah, this is like his whole fucking life. Like he he really was going through it. And the more we find out about him, the more it's like, "Yeah, I can see why you're insane, no doubt." And that's one of the things I noticed more so the second viewing is I I picked up on more of those. The first time I watched it, I thought, okay, yeah, I get it. He's had a bad life. He's been through a lot. It's quite, people are real assholes towards him. But everything that kind of played out seems like everything that led him to snapping to like the insanity seemed at first kind of surface level to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, he got jumped. Like people get jumped. Like, yeah, okay, people make fun of him for his condition. Like, that happens to a lot of people. Um, Unfortunately, right, uh, he got bullied. Unfortunately, that happens to a lot of people, too. His mom adopted him. Okay, people get adopted. He had an abusive dad. That happens to people in real life, too, unfortunately. Now, do all these things happen to the same person all the time? Probably not. Or I'm sure it does as well, but that doesn't mean you necessarily snap and start murdering people, right? So for me, it seemed a bit more surface level the first time. The second time, I picked up on more of the subtleties of it and kind of like, okay, now I really see like everything that kind of led to him becoming insane. And like, this is the thing too. I saw the cues of it. I don't know if I necessarily want to say that like all these events led him to be insane. Yeah, no. I think I he was he was already he was. insane in the beginning of this movie. And we see it's just the matter of like snap. he starts letting it out. He like yeah. stops trying to hold it in and being like, you know what, let me be who I am. Right. Um and I think there's I mean part of you saying that the subtle clues, I think one of the biggest clues is the when he's writing in his journal and you read it and though it says something along the lines like that, the toughest thing about uh, mental illness is people act you to ex- expect you to act like you don't have yeah, it. The it's something like that. Yeah. The hardest thing. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's about that. The hardest thing about having a mental illness is that people expect you to act as if you don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a big element of like what we saw here is like in the beginning, it was him trying to act like he didn't have this mental illness yeah. and 
by the end of the movie, he was done acting like he didn't have it. Right. So let's talk about this this mental illness he has. So he, I don't, I should have looked it up. I don't know exactly what it's called, but I, I have heard of this condition before. I know it's a real thing. Now, the real life condition, at least from what I know, I've seen it. I haven't seen anyone that's had it, but from the information that I've seen, it is usually like a duality thing where you tend to laugh or cry uncontrollably or in situations that don't um, warrant it, right? Like, it could be a perfectly blissful, happy situation and you begin to cry, but not, like, necessarily tears of joy, just you're just crying. Or it could be someone tells you, like, they lost somebody, like a terribly sad situation, and you start laughing uncontrollably. At least that's from what I know about, like, the real life, the real condition. Yes. So... I feel like we should just put a warning that we're not like psychiatrists. Not even close. Yeah, right. So take everything we say here with a a grain Grain of salt. Teaspoon, tablespoon of salt, yes. Right. Um, That being said, watching this, and I think the line he has towards the end of the movie when he's on the talk show where he's talking about humor's uh, subjective. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to, I don't think our takeaway is supposed to be that his mental illness um, was this condition where he laughed at things that he didn't think was funny. I think his mental illness was goes along with like the whole thing of him saying that he needs to pretend like he doesn't have this mental illness. Like these two kind of things, I think, kind of come together. And the overall meaning is that these things that traditionally that people, um, for lack of a better term, will whistle normal people and like regular society wouldn't find funny. He does actually find funny. It's not that he's laughing uncontrollably. It's that he's trying to mask the fact that because he knows he shouldn't find these like situations funny, but he can't help it. He does find humor in these situations. Did you follow me on that? Yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. So, and I think that's to me is a, a big part of it of like, yeah, this is why this is the Joker because the Joker being like this guy that's um you know, insane. He finds humor in things that people in regular society never in a million years would find funny. So you think And that- that's why it's so true to him is like even in the the beginning scene where he's on the bus and like the lady's like insanely rude to him. Right? Right. Uh, and they, you know, I mean, the scene was even in the the trailer, and he starts laughing uncontrollably to it. I don't think it's the fact that he's sitting there and he can't help it but laugh, and that's not, uh, 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 that's not like what he actually is feeling is humor. I think he really is feeling humor. He thinks that situation really is funny, mm-hmm. but because that's not like accepted in society, that goes back to this other quote earlier, or in the journal that he's got to pretend that he has this condition and that he doesn't really think it's funny. So he can be deemed more normal. Okay. Okay. The freaking Joker, man. I No, I get it. Let me offer a counter argument though. Cause I don't, I see, I didn't see it that way. Like I didn't interpret it that way. I interpreted it as if he truly does have a condition in which he it causes him to laugh uncontrollably, which I thought... Which in the beginning of the movie, I, th- I think that's what you're supposed to think. 
Yeah, and I thought that was, I mean, even throughout the movie, like, I still never stopped thinking that. I thought it was very interesting that they decided to do that, right? Because one of the most iconic thing about things about the Joker is that it's his laugh, right? Like everyone who who's ever played the Joker, voiced him, played him in live action, like a big thing has been the laugh. Arguably, it, it might have been some make or break for actors who have auditioned to be the Joker is whether or not they can nail like a psychotic laugh. Not everybody's laugh is the same, but you know, I think that's that's definitely a very defining characteristic of the joker so to take that and be like you know no we're not it's not just something he does like it's an actual condition he has to deal with i thought that was interesting the closest thing they've done to that in the past is that when jack nicholson played the joker in the 1989 batman and he fell into the vat of acid his mouth got stuck in a smile so he was forced to it wasn't makeup anymore like he was forced to smile all the time because that's how his face was physically stuck like that. So the way they did that, I thought that was very cool, but I did very much see it as he does have the condition and yeah, like parts of what you're saying, like I I do see. So like there's certain times his laugh changes too. There are times where you can tell that he's like laughing to the point where he's in pain from like, trying to fight it and trying to stop it like when he's on stage at the comedy club when he's talking to the woman on the bus like he's like he's like choking he's like coughing he's like like trying to stop himself i feel like when he finds something truly funny is when that like joker-esque laugh comes out of him because he does it a couple times right we see it in the trailer where he's like walking through the hallway and he's like buttoning up his shirt and we hear that laugh so like he laughs like when he laughs he when he does the like Joker laugh like he's laughing at that when he's sitting in the comedy club listening to the other comedians he laughs like that it seems like he he only laughs like that when he finds something truly funny so I was like okay so that's his real laugh and then we see like the laugh that comes from the condition so I just saw it as a as a way to like draw that line of like okay. When he has that one laugh, that means he's really finding it funny. And the other one is like, it is his condition kicking up and he's trying to like stop, which if if we look forward in the future, that'd be a cool way to play into the fact that like he's always trying to hit people with like the Joker gas that makes people laugh uncontrollably. Right. Because then they'd have to deal with what he had to deal with. But that's like <laughs> or whatever. So I don't know. I like that. I, I like that they made it like this condition of like hey he can't it's uncontrollable he can't stop it he just keeps doing it even in situations where he necessarily shouldn't be and that just plays into the fact of like he is this outlier of society like he doesn't really fit in and that's how he's been feeling his whole life and that's what helped push him further and further toward the edge so that's just that's how i see it um so yeah, we didn't get much blah blah blah. <laughs> Sometimes we lose track. Um I just talked about that. Oh yeah, okay, so try not to just like recap the whole movie. We're just trying to hit the to points go. we want. Yeah, hit the points we want, but just in chronological order so we're not all over the place. His first kill, yeah, I did not expect that. Right. I did say that. That's what you were talking about earlier. I did say that because 
to me, it came so quick. I was like, oh, snaps. I feel like we were a this decent happened. chunk into the movie by the time I feel it like we were like 20 minutes in. Because the, okay, so the quick beats, right? So he was twirling the sign. He got jumped. He went back to work. They gave him the gun. He, um, he went to do the job. Well, he went back home, sat with his mom, hallucinated about the show, went back to work, went to the children's hospital, dropped the gun, got fired, got jumped on the train, shot people. Yeah, it's a decent chunk of the movie. We saw like, a whole bunch of stuff. That went by so quick. And that was just like the beginning of like, but yeah, all right. So we were, this is one of the things we did talk about when we were leaving the theater. Um, and the first two kills were in self-defense. True. I mean, he was getting beat the snot up. He pulled his gun out and he shot the two people beating him up while he was on the ground getting kicked. Right. The third one, when he like chased the guy out, he shouldn't have done that. But I mean that I feel like that scene was kind of crucial because that scene kind of had a happen where it was kind of almost like he wasn't holding anything back anymore. He killed these people, and it even like led to him feeling like he's been seen because he feels like the whole world has never seen him before, and now everybody's essentially talking about him. Right, and he he says that to his therapist too. He's right. like, you know, like I feel like my whole life I never. It feels like my whole life I never really existed. I didn't even believe that I really existed, but I do, and people are starting to notice. And that's like when you start to see kind of like the first essence. Like, that's definitely not when he snaps. Right. Like, he just got, he almost got a, just a taste of his own insanity in that moment of like, because yeah, like I was, I was shocked that he shot the dude in the head. It was even more shocked that he, took the time to be like, no, I'm going to chase this guy down and I'm going to shoot him. Like, I'm not done. Like, yeah, everyone's going to suffer. Like none of you deserve to live. I was I'm wondering if like in that moment, was it about killing that guy? Um, just because he had like kind of snapped to a point and he had like felt compelled to kill him or killing him because he didn't want there to be a witness. No, I'm like, is he chasing this dude down right now? Because he doesn't want him to get away because he knows what this guy looks like. And, I definitely don't think it's the witness. I mean, because he had on the clown makeup the whole time. It's not like the True. dude would have known who he was. I definitely don't think it was the witness. I think he just, in his mind, in his mind, he either went, he probably just thought this guy deserves to die. And maybe not even necessarily for what he's just done to him, but just in general. You know what I mean? Because right. his whole thing is like, People are treated like shit every day. And these people who think they are important just fucking look over it and walk past and don't do anything about it. Like, I'm doing something about it. Like, you were just, you were messing with that woman. Now you're messing with me. Like, you deserve to die. I mean, which, you know, we're not agreeing with or anything like that. But just, that's, that's probably the thought process he had at that time. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, I was sitting there and I was debating that myself. I was like, was it just like, because it was in my head. I was like, when people like usually first start to like chase uh, people after killing people, like I don't want to say normal people, but people like are doing it because they can't have witnesses. But that's something that I think is very different with 
it being the Joker is like he doesn't care about witnesses. Um, even this early on, I guess he didn't even seem to care. It was just more about um, actually killing because he felt like he deserved to die, like you were saying. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't think any of that crossed his mind. I think the only thing that went through his head at that moment was. A, the first shot was probably like that adrenaline rush of like, man, I just I just killed this guy. And then it was probably... I feel like he looked surprised, too, when he did it. Yeah, he definitely looked surprised because he had never seen it happen. He had never done it before, obviously. So I think the surprise came from, A, holy shit, I just did that. And B, wow, that actually felt pretty good. Because we had seen him previously in his apartment, you know, doing the weird thing with the gun and he's like pretending and he's you know he shoots the hole in the wall yeah so clearly he's in the mindset already of like i could pull this trigger like if i really needed to like i could pull this trigger on somebody i feel like deserves it you know what i mean so now he actually did it and he's like wow i actually did that and it and when he was in the apartment it was clear that having that gun made him feel powerful so now he has that gun he's used it and he's eliminated the threat to him. So now he probably feels that power surging and he's like, I got to finish this. Like this is, while I got this power now, I need to take advantage yeah. of it. You know what I mean? And then he wakes up and he's like, oh shit, I just killed those guys. And that's when he like takes off running. <laughs> Did you notice? I don't feel like he even even had that. Like, oh shit. I feel like he was like, let me get out of here. But then he like seemed like he went into that bathroom and then he just really enjoyed it yeah right? it, and then he starts doing that like slow dance so he does these dance what do you think of these dances uh i think it just kind of added to the to the character did you like it did you like that as a as a i don't feel like i could tell part you part of his I, character see saying i like it feels weird um but i thought it was i thought it was fitting i didn't feel like it was out of place no, I, no. there were times where i did because he was a performer yeah, I, yeah. I guess that's. I guess when you put it that way, he did always kind of dance. I guess just the movements themselves. Like, I, I almost. You know what it is. I feel like th- there should have been a bit more explanation behind that, like where it came from, why he was doing it, because it seemed like he did these certain dances that either like took him to like this happy or like peaceful place. You know what I mean, like. He did certain dances when he was like feeling good or trying to feel confident or like I said, he was in some kind of happy place. And in that particular moment, when he goes into the bathroom and he starts dancing, it seems like it's a transition of let me do this to calm myself. And then he kind of goes into like almost like this, like, wow, like I feel good, you know, like I'm proud of what I did. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know. Yeah, like it was like I'm waking up. Like yeah, exactly. Coming who I am, and yeah. So the thing was after that, and see, I think this is where part of it is starting to fall short for me, right? As a as a Joker movie, I feel like this is very in between, right? I, I it, it felt like a bit more than like his start like his beginnings but it didn't feel it definitely didn't feel like at any point he became like not the joker that that we know not the comic book joker that we know you know 
Um, because like, so after he did this, I almost feel like he became more of a comic book Joker than we've seen. How? Because he was just in what? Wait, he was what? dark and he just didn't care. I, I guess I'm thinking more of like the, like he's definitely not like Batman, the animated series Joker, if that's what you're or, looking or for. Or any Joker for that matter. And again, I, some people look at that as like the good thing. Right, they, they, I, a lot of the reviews you've seen that they're saying this movie's so great, it's it's phenomenal, it's a masterpiece. They're like the performance was great, and I don't take that away. The performance was great, the story was was good. I and this is where I say it falls short for me as a Joker film. I don't see the Joker as this guy who just kind of became insane, you know, who kind of went through these series of things and became insane. I see him as a guy who's like this criminal mastermind, like a full-fledged Joker is like a criminal mastermind, somebody who can outsmart Batman, the world's greatest detective, who can put a plan into place with so many intricate details that it would take the normal person months, maybe years to plan out, and he can do it in a few days. And like he always seems to, to know where he is, what he's doing, how to get out of a situation, like what's the best exit route. Like he always has a backup plan. There's always a plan B, a plan C, even if it's something as simple as squirting acid out of the flower in his jacket. Like he just always seems to to have a plan in place, even though we see him as insane. He's clearly very smart and strategical and like this criminal mastermind who just has this really weird persona behind right i didn't see that in this guy this this is my thing with that though is we just saw a joker without a batman you know what i'm saying like there's so much into that relationship that we we didn't see in this movie and and it made sense we didn't see about this movie because this is an origin this is before uh you know batman was a thing right and so joker with a batman is, is completely different because he's so um, driven by this relationship that he has with Batman who wants to like create peace and order and Joker just like wants to be like the yin to his yang and be like, let me be chaos and let me create these crazy plans because I have to outsmart you who's the biggest detective. And in the long run, all I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to break you so you can be kind of like me because you're also got your like issues, but you're not like crazily, crazily insane. You try to do the right things, but you just haven't gone through the stuff that I've gone through. So if I can make that happen to you and I can make you break your rules, like that's what's driving him. But he doesn't have that driving force in this movie. He doesn't have that like his yin to his yang. So yeah. it's it's just different. But this was, a, I think this movie was trying to go for before we get to any of that before we get into that relationship before we get into like how smart and the brilliance of them let's just see um what like how did this person become the way that he is now and then again i think we only got what like 10 percent of what the joker is in this movie like we just saw the very very beginning yeah we definitely and he's gonna go And he's gonna he's gonna evolve so much from where we saw him in the end of that movie. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you the one thing. Like I said, if I had to complain about something, I feel like this is a good time to mention this. All right. 
is I do feel that the Joker in a lot of instances does do something at least once that's kind of funny. Like okay. from the viewer's perspective, right. like that's a little funny. He didn't do any of that in this movie. Never no. once did he actually like kind of no. make me like do a little smile or chuckle or anything. It was just, and I, I don't, and part of me actually really loves that, but um, it was just extremely dark just the, the whole entire Even time. the humor in this movie was, was dark, I feel. And so like there's a, a particular moment where, you know, he, um, and we're going to talk about the relationship between him and his mom and the other relationships he has in this movie. But there's a moment where he comes home and his mom is being put into an ambulance and rushed to the hospital because she like had a stroke or, or, or something like that. And, um, he's sitting outside and he's smoking a cigarette. Also, that's another weird mannerism. I feel like they gave him like, why did he have to be a smoker? But whatever. I thought that was a time period thing. Yeah, I, I agree. But it was definitely a time period thing, but it also could have been one of those things where it's just like, we don't have to do it just because it's of the time. Like, he doesn't have to be a smoker. Yeah, I mean, uh, the smoking didn't bother me. I do feel like, yeah, we don't really generally see the Joker walk around smoking it didn't, all the time. It didn't bother me until but they didn't know we that saw him. Cancer. It didn't bother me until the point where we saw him in full Joker get up and he still has a cigarette in his mouth. I'm like, eh, come on now. It's not the Joker. Anyway, so <laughs> he's sitting outside, he's smoking a cigarette. The detectives come up to him and they're talking to him or whatever. And he like gets mad and he's like, forget you guys. I don't remember exactly what he said. He's like, forget you guys. He flicks his cigarette and he like goes to like do like this storm off oh, thing. Oh, yes. It's like aggressive. And he like turns around and smacks the clear door. <laughs> okay, that was kind of funny. <laughs> But here, so here's my thing about it. I didn't find it funny at all. Like it wasn't funny to me because, in my mind, I went, "That's that's not supposed to be funny." Like that, I feel like is one of the the moments in the movie that drives home the the like his life isn't a tragedy; it's a comedy because everything sucks. The shit that's supposed to be funny is not even funny. It's like. They like cut that. Like that was supposed to be a really intense moment, and his particular character, what we had seen up to that point, when he smacks that glass, if that if this movie had been set up as a comedy, then obviously that would have been funny. Right. right. If we had seen this goofy character throughout the entire movie, and then he did that, then we all would have laughed. But we hadn't. We had seen this hurt guy, this guy who had been beat and abused, and and you know who was in a lot of pain and was legitimately angry. And then he tries to do something as simple as just make a point and storm off. And even that, even something as small as that, like he cannot win. Like just smacking that door was just like the, it was just like everything else in life, in his face of just like, just smacking him in the face. Like just like like one more thing that's not going. Yeah. One more thing. Like even the smallest of things I can't even fucking get away with because it just, my life is so fucked up and that's the way i saw that moment and i thought that was a really good moment and i don't remember people in the theater laughing either time i saw the movie and I, even the second time i didn't laugh i i felt it even more i was like fuck man like his i remember thinking like his life is fucked up like he can't even fucking can't even get through the door he can't even storm off in a cool way like you know what like it's just like 
Because it was cool. He like flicks the cigarette and he's like, get you guys. And he like turns and smack. And it's like, gosh. Right. Oh, man. Like it just, his life is so rough <laughs> to just see that. Um, so you were meant, you were talking about the relationships and we were, you mentioned like his relationship between him and Batman and how you feel like that's going to develop him. The relationships he has in this movie are, I would say the most complex relationship he has is definitely with his mom. I'd agree. Right. Uh, we see he has a, a bit of a relationship with Thomas Wayne, by the way, I don't like how they made Thomas Wayne just a, just a prick in this movie. Why? Cause that's not Thomas Wayne. Like, how do you know? We've he's every kind of a prick in Flashpoint. Yeah, that's after his son was murdered. He wasn't just a prick to start with. I'm just saying, like he, we haven't seen him in many things. We've always, totally be but a prick. what we have seen of Thomas Wayne and what we've known of Thomas Wayne is that he was a very generous, caring guy who really wanted to make a difference in his city, if not the entire world. Like he, he made a bunch he of was. money. He was trying to become mayor. He yeah, was trying but it, to change it seemed more the city like for the better. By getting on TV and calling people clowns? Like, I, f- I feel like the Thomas Wayne, the Thomas Wayne I feel like we've been introduced to in the comic books and in other iterations would have been the kind of guy, because he was always a doctor, right? He was always trying to help people. I feel like he would have been the type of guy to try to help those people, to try to talk to them, to try to be like, hey, this is not the right way to go like this this is not the kind of guy you want to be following not get on national uh i guess i don't know if it was national tv but get on tv and be like yeah anyone who hides their face is just a clown like these they're just all just a bunch of clowns it's like come on man it didn't seem like that was that far-fetched to me he just seemed like a rich asshole to me like it didn't seem like he was trying to he seemed like he was uh of like the people, like truly, not to benefit everyone. Like again, from the iterations of Thomas Wayne we've seen, he's always been a, a man who's trying to help everyone. And that's where Bruce Wayne learns all of, not all of, but a good chunk of like his values from, right? That's why he has the codes that he has in place because his dad and his mom were always striving to help people, no matter who they were, no matter what their situation was, they were always striving to help people. See, and now we get this Thomas if, Wayne who's just kind of a prick. I think this Thomas Wayne was still trying to improve his city, but I think they weren't going so far that they were trying to make him look like he was just like this overall saint. And I think that that's probably more realistic because in reality, people aren't saints. I mean, that's true. So they got a guy that is trying to become mayor. He is trying to become the city. He even says at one point that like, these people that are like dressing up as clowns and like trying to like protest them are the people he's actually trying to help. Um, but he's, you know, he is, he's a rich kind of smug guy that probably is a little arrogant, got too much confidence, and he, he doesn't know what it's like to have that struggle, so he can't quite relate to these people. But I do think he was still supposed to be, like, a person that had, like, that, like, drive that he wanted to, like, improve things. And that is enough for a young kid to see his father and, like, get these ideal, these values and never have, like, opportunity to, like, grow up and see how true he was to these values, right? So for, like, a what? That was, like, an eight-year-old Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Something like that? A young kid? I mean, when you're eight years old, you look up to your parents and, like, 
especially if they have some good qualities, those things like really shine out and you don't see the like bad qualities when you're a little young kid. So if you only get your parents until you're, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, you're only going to see those great things. You're only going to still have those values and you might not necessarily see the, like the bad things. I mean, that just kind of comes down to when, I mean, not getting super dark, this is a dark movie, but like, I mean, when people pass away, you remember the good things. You don't remember like the bad things they do. That's they true. become better in your mind. That's got to be true to I his think character. I remember whichever quality outweighed the other. Right. You either remember the person as being a really shitty person or you just remember all the good that they've done. Yeah. And then you remember him as like an extremely amazing person. Yeah. Really, everybody just in the middle. Yeah, true. For the most part, yeah. But yeah, you definitely, as long as the good outweighed the bad, then you don't think about the bad at least, right? Yeah. But if the bad outweighed but the imagine good, that, you still then, go like. And then especially uh, being a 10-year-old kid, like you only really see the good when you're young. You don't see all the bad qualities of anybody when you're like a 10-year-old. Do you think it was okay the way he treated Arthur when he came no, to see him? No, but that's the thing. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Now, I he will, was a I will complete, say this. He was a complete a-hole. Yeah, like absolutely. I will say this. If a dude walked up to my fence and put his thumbs in my son's mouth, oh, I'd yeah. have punched his ass in the face, too. So right. I get that. The fact that he made it weird. as long as he did it in that bathroom thing without punching him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> that is so weird. To, like, they showed that scene in the trailer. Yeah. But, like, the way it went down in the movie, I'm just kind of like... Yeah, this he just legitimately walked up and put his thumbs he in his mouth. He just did it so soon. And Bruce didn't do anything about it. He right. just looked at him like, okay. It's crazy to me to think that that's, that was his first inter- interaction with the Joker. Yeah. Was the Joker putting his fingers, his fingers in, his, in his, mouth. his mouth. Have you ever read any comics that shows Bruce Wayne as a kid? Uh, No. Okay. I mean... I've seen stuff that has, yeah, yeah. I feel but like not a I, lot. I, yeah, I feel like I'd like to, because I, f- I feel like these live action versions of young Bruce Wayne always portray him as kind of like this, really like naive, like just kind of, like not the brightest kid. Like more like the, like no street smarts because yeah, he was exactly. in such yeah, a yeah, yeah. such a sheltered and safe space. Yeah, I guess which makes up. sense yeah. if he was. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, in the show Gotham, I didn't you know go the whole way through, but I definitely watched the beginning. That's that's, that's kind of what the Bruce Wayne character in that doesn't show I'm was. Yeah, he was that's like exactly what I was thinking and, about. Yeah, and like the this Bruce Wayne in this movie is so so naive. That he lets a stranger walk up to him and put his thumbs in his mouth. Oh, because he was showing some really basic magic tricks. Yeah, like, I, like that was just a fake one, Bruce. Come on, man. That <laughs> that part is probably my biggest complaint about this movie. Why? Because what child is going to let you just put their thumbs, <laughs> put your thumbs in their mouth? It wasn't even, uh, it's just all, everything about it. I guess it was weird. It went along with the theme of the movie because that scene also made me feel uncomfortable. Like, here you are, this grown man with his arms through the fence, like taking a boy's mouth and stretching it out with his thumbs. It's weird. Just trying to make him smile. It was weird. But whatever. I agree. It's weird. I digress. Also, if that was Alfred, and everything we know about Alfred is that he's helped train Bruce Wayne. He has, like... A background. That's not true in every iteration. Most though. of them, though. Even the early ones, he like maybe 
like later on they made him real crazy like he was like an mi6 agent or whatever right. and doing all of this i feel like in the earlier iterations he was just kind of like he had some boxing training or something like that so he just kind of knew how to throw some fists but most iterations alfred kind of knows something and this one he just let the joker grab him by the neck and i was just kind of like you're not going to even at least throw a punch, Alfred? Like, that you're just going to go out like that? <laughs> I don't know. That didn't bother you? No. Not fair, though. They were going, uh, that dude was just a butler. Is that what they were going for? Yeah, just he's a just, butler. He's just a butler. He just, he's just a butler. Fair enough. All right. Here's the twist I think you said you didn't see coming. The whole, I don't know if we ever got her name in the movie, but Zazie Beats. She played Domino. No, that's her name. No, I just thought it was funny. That, yeah, I don't remember her name either. Yeah, I don't think they ever said they her say name it? in the movie. I feel like they did. I don't think so. I definitely don't know it. Well, her name is Zazie Beats in real life. Um, I wasn't laughing at her real name. No, I was like, wait, why are you laughing? I thought you were laughing because you thought maybe I made that up. And I'm like, no, that's her real <laughs> name. Um, she played Domino in Deadpool 2. That's the first thing I thought when I was saw her. I was yep. like, oh, it's Domino. It's Domino. And uh, she's in this as uh, an hallucination love interest of Arthur Fleck, apparently. Right. You said you didn't see this coming. Nope. And you know, and I felt a little silly for not seeing it coming because I was like, man, they fell into a relationship so Super fast in fast, this movie. Right? Like, I get it. He was all confident because he had just kind of did something that made yeah, him feel powerful. he just killed some people, got some confidence. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Just like, I'm just going to bang on this door and like. Take her down. Do you think when he was dancing in the bathroom, that's when the hallucination started? And, like, what he was picturing in his head was him going and, like, knocking on the door and kissing her with confidence? Probably, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, most people seem to not see... I, so, I knew it was coming just because I had, like, listened to, like, some earlier reviews. And they had kind of mentioned that there's some hallucination things in this movie. So I kind of saw it coming. I wasn't surprised when it happened. But, I mean, if you hadn't seen it coming, it was a good like, uh, good payoff, you know, to see, like, yeah. oh, man, like, we really thought he was doing well. But, no, that was all just. And it uh, it made the movie even sadder because I think that he was, like, actually going through all these things and, like, nobody was really there yeah, with he, him. And he was I thinking was like, that oh, she was there. he was there. just alone. Yeah. And here's one of probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Not probably. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie, and I appreciated it so much more when I saw it the second time. And I think this to me is probably the most, I, I just like where this came from. So the scene where he like almost breaks into her apartment, it seems like she left the door unlocked, which would be crazy, but he like just walks into her apartment and he sits down on her couch and she comes in and she's like spooked that he's there. And she's like talking to him and she's like, you know, you want me to call your mom? Like you have to go. Like, I'm sorry. You got to get out of here. And he just goes, I had a really bad day. And I'm just like, that's it. Like that's, <laughs> that's where it really started to like flip for him. I think, you know, like, yeah, he killed those guys. But again, I don't think that's where he snapped. I think that's just when he started to see that, like, there was something he could do to feel powerful, to feel like he was in charge, to feel like he didn't have to be scared anymore. I feel like this moment, they took that and they like, like ripped it away from him. And he saw 
the guy who he had been idolizing, like make fun of him and just like nothing was going his way. Thomas Wayne had punched him in the face, like nothing was going his way. And he's just like, he's finally just kind of like, like I'm, I had a bad day. Like, and as we know from the, from most iterations of the Joker, like it just, it takes one bad day. And yeah, this dude had a really shitty life, but this, I feel like was the bad day that kind of pushed him over the edge and was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is it for me. Um, this is where I transcend into something more. Did you see him killing his mom? Yes. Did you see I that? I was coming? waiting for it to happen. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, from the beginning of the movie, I was waiting for it to happen. For real? Yeah. I didn't. I mean, it's not that I was surprised by it, but I didn't necessarily like think to myself, like, yeah, he's going to kill her. Yeah, no. I, this was the Honestly, I thought she would. Her. I thought she would die. I didn't think he would kill her. I thought she'd die from like some, like maybe of a heart sickly, attack yeah. or yeah, something like that, like some sickly. And then he would you know, think like I have when, nothing left to lose anymore. Especially when he like realized that like she was like lying to him, or not even. I don't even know if I want to say say lying, but like she had her own delusions. Yeah. And telling him like fake truths, and I think that's that's the moment I realized that I was like, yeah, he's gonna kill her. Uh, yeah, I totally. Didn't. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be right as he's going down this dark path. One of the first things he's gonna do, he's gonna kill his mother. Yeah, and he did. He suffocated her with a pillow. I was just gonna, and what did you think of the fact that they made it like his adopted mom had mental illness, and also like just let him be abused, and that was like part of like what shaped the Joker. Yeah, I mean that that was. That was deeper than just saying like that was his biological mom and that she just kind of passed the you right. know, mental illness on to him or like it wasn't a genetic. It was a yeah, it wasn't a genetic nurture, thing. not it a nature just, thing. Exactly. Which is crazy. Or I think just plays more into the fact of like the Joker as a character. You know what I mean? Right. Like, a, hey, it's it can be because of someone's circumstances that they end up like me. Like, it's not just like we're not. <clears throat> I, I wasn't like we're all pre uh prepositioned to position I don't think that's the right word. We all have a predisposition that's like a to, to disposition. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to say. We all have it to either kind of like go one way or the other and he's just kind of like yeah, like I had this predisposition to to turn out crazy, but it it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to. It was because of his circumstances that he, it was because of his, his fucked up life. That one bad day that he was just like, yep, nope, this is the path I'm taking. Like, this yeah. is it. This is the route I'm going down. The more I do it, the more people are yeah. finally noticing me and things. He are suffocated her with a pillow. And, yeah. See, there was no music in that scene. There was no score. It was just, just him suffocating her. And he did it. Like there was, there was no dramatic build up to it. There was no like him sitting there contemplating it. Like it was immediate. Like he just got up, took that pillow, and was just like, he said the line like, "I realize my life's not a tragedy. It's a comedy." Boom. Like I was like, "Dang, dark." Yeah, real dark. Just, just in it. Um, he kills the other guy too. The guy who gave him the gun. The guy right. who worked for. That was 
probably the most brutal murder. Yeah, of that was the, so violent. Yeah, super violent. Stabs him in the throat and then in the eye and then bangs his head basically until he's just until he died. And the fact that he took like that dude is clearly significantly bigger than him, and like he didn't hesitate. He wasn't afraid. Like he just did it. Yeah. Wild stuff. Um, I mean, it was there. It's it was just like one extra thing, and like I was like, you can't do these extra things anymore to him because he was there basically, like, like making sure that he wasn't gonna get in trouble because the police were like trying to figure out, you know, about the gun and everything, and like he was going there pretending like he cared that his mother died, but that's not the reason he was there. And like right. at this point, he was like, yeah, no, you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah, yeah and I think he was on this ma- this path of like. Yeah, I'm just going to take out all these pieces of shit. Like, all these... Yeah. Because he even told the other guy, he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. Like, you're the only person at that place that was ever nice to me. Like, I'm not going to hurt you. Like, I'm not... It's not that I'm just... And that adds another layer to it because it's like, it's not that I'm just insane and I just want to kill people. It's like, I'm killing these people and I have a reason for doing it. And you've always been nice to me. So, like, I don't have a reason to kill you. You can go. You can leave. You can enjoy your life. But this right. dude, he didn't deserve to. So, here we are. I like the two that kind of build up to, like, the full full Joker, like, fit. You know, like, the full, the full makeup, the suit. Like, because even in that scene, like, he had the white paint on. And then he just got blood all over him. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it was like, okay, now we see like the full get up, full Joker, the suit, the makeup, all of it. What did you think seeing the full look like in action? Because I mean, we had seen it from like trailers and um, that like original photo of him. But what did you think seeing it in action? Did you like it? I thought it? it looked good. I thought it completely worked. I thought so too. Yeah. I wasn't sure at first. It felt more clowny but. than the Joker really does, but I didn't, I wasn't bothered by it. Yeah, it still kind of had that that kind of a bit of a grittiness to it that that like the Heath Ledger makeup kind of did. Yeah, like when you again. So when we look back at like the live, the big live action Jokers, the Jack Nicholson makeup was very like crisp and clean. <laughs> you know, like yeah, for lack of a better word, um, the Heath Ledger was like very just greasy and grimy and just kind of like it's almost almost as if he just took his hand and just like wiped it on his face and just went on about his day. This one, obviously from the, the Joaquin Phoenix one, obviously from the very beginning, like he was always painting it on and like putting it on his face purposely. Um, But did you notice throughout the movie that whenever he left work, there was always still makeup on his face? Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little touch. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, I didn't notice it until the second time around. I'm like, what is this on his chin? I'm like, oh, that's the makeup that's left on his face. Sometimes it'll be like behind his ear a little bit. Yeah, it'll be like on his chin and stuff. So like when he finally put it all on, like it wasn't like super clean or crisp. Like even though he had been doing this for years, like it was still kind of runny, kind of smudgy. But I I think it worked. Right. I I definitely think it worked. So then he does that and he does that to go on the, the, the talk show. And then this is like the big moment, right? Right. 
This is where he finally. Were you surprised by this scene? Mm, not particularly. So leading up to it, he made us believe that he was going to kill himself on the show. Right. And that could have been an interesting route because if he did go that route, then we could have been left in a situation where maybe this guy is, isn't actually the Joker. Maybe he's the guy who inspired the Joker to become the Joker. Right. We've kind of seen that they did that same kind of premise in Gotham. Even though I think it turned, it just went right back yeah, around. Knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But that could have been like an interesting thing because when you look at this, like clearly that dude's a lot older than Bruce Wayne. Like by the time Bruce Wayne becomes Batman, like that dude's going to be like twice the age he is now or like 10, <laughs> 15 years older. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this Bruce Wayne is like between eight and 10. He normally traditionally doesn't come become Batman until he's a, at least 25. So you're talking at least 15 years. How many younger if he's 22? The youngest he's ever been yeah. Batman is 20. So, okay, so even still 22. So you're still talking 12 years before he becomes Batman. This guy, we could deduce that he's probably about 30-something. Because, he looks old as shit. Though. Yeah, he looks old as shit. But he's <laughs> at least in his mid-30s. Because he tells us, when he says to his mom, like, you worked... For Bruce Wayne, like what, thirty something years ago? Yeah. Right, and we know that she adopted him. She either adopted him right after they fired her, or like right before it happened, like one of the two. So if she got stopped working for him thirty some years ago, then he's at least thirty something. Right. So it's like, okay, so he's almost fifty by the time Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's not like it's not like that's a deal breaker. Yeah, no, it's not the end of the world. But I guess that's what I was trying to say was like it it could have worked if they went the route of like he killed himself. This guy, yeah, he killed himself, and this guy inspired. Yeah, I don't know if I would have particularly that movie. Particularly liked it either, but I could have seen it going. You just see like the guy stand up and then like him put like makeup mask, and then it was just like joker and roll <laughs> credits like that sounds horrible yeah that does i mean that that's his origin pretty bad um so he goes on his talk show so he's sitting in the back and his full fucking clown makeup he's written stuff on the mirror in in lipstick or whatever it is like and the dude comes back robert de niro the talk show host comes back and he's like hey man like what's What's with the face? Like, what's with the get up? And the his assistant guy or whatever is like, maybe we shouldn't let this guy on. Like, there's those two cops just got jumped. Like, there's people riding through the streets in clown masks. And here's this dude in clown makeup. Maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. He seems a bit off his rocker, if I'm <laughs> honest with you. Maybe we shouldn't. And he's like, no, no, no. That's cool. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll let it roll. It's, it's part like, of his act. Yeah. Like, Wait, what? Like... He should have thought through that. Like, he could have just looked around the room and been like, yeah, I think this dude. And then the part that gets me is when he goes, which, by the way, I saw it coming. Because we saw it in the trailer when he says, by the way, when you when you bring me out because you introduced me as Joker. So when Robert De Niro earlier in the movie says, like, take a look at this Joker. I was like, yep, there yeah. it is. Um, that's, that's how he comes up with the name Joker. But when he says it, it's so just fucking evil <laughs> like, it's just, it's like by the way when you bring me out 
can you introduce me as Joker? And he's like, Joker? Like, why? He's like, well, that's what you call me, a Joker. So that's what I want to go by. It's like, that (laughs) just seemed so sketchy. Yeah. And he didn't think twice about it. He's like, yeah, no problem. Sure. Joker. You want Joker? Joker it is. Like, what? What? Can somebody pat this dude down? (laughs) Like, why, why are we not doing something about this? Why isn't there more happening? There should be more precautions put in place. He kills Robert De Niro's character. Just yeah. What did you think of the speech of him, like telling the whole audience, like why he did what he did, why he's doing what he's doing? Did that land for you? Yeah, it did. did. I thought it was good. I thought it kind of summed up like what was really going on, right? He was basically standing there, like. He's like, you guys will never gonna understand like what it's like to like deal with all this shit to have like the world like you know beat you down and and it was kind of going after like you know Thomas Wayne like how is he really understanding like he lives in this humongous mansion he doesn't understand what it is like to have that struggle and everything and you guys are gonna put laws in but you don't get what it's like to like be us right yeah it was just it it was very meh for me. I'm honest. Like, right. <laughs> I didn't love it. I, I didn't. I can't say that I did. I didn't hate it. I wasn't like, this is terrible, but I, I didn't love it. Like, again, so this is another part for me where it kind of falls short as a Joker movie, or at least what I wanted, what I expected out of a Joker movie is, I think us putting the pieces together and seeing all of this unfold is enough to be like, this is why he's doing what he's doing. Like, this is his motivation. What we've seen so far is his motivation for this. And for him to just sit there and, like, announce, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, you know, you guys, you guys, why is everybody such assholes and blah, blah, blah. And he just, he sounds, in that moment, he sounds weak. He sounds unsure. He sounds just kind of, I don't know, just kind of feeble and that's not what I wanted to see. Like at that point, I wanted to see the 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 clown prince of crime. You know, right. like I wanted to see a full Joker. Like I wanted to see it. Like some confidence. Yeah, some confidence. And it, he does have some after he shoots him. But I want like. But that's what I did see that in the second viewing is like that's that's the moment where he truly snaps. I think. When Robert De Niro asked him, I can't remember what it is, Murray asked him, like, hey, so you killed those guys because, what, you thought it was fun? And he's like, yeah. No, not fun, or you thought it was funny? And he's just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm. it was, and I'm tired of pretending like it wasn't because they deserved it. And he, like... You know, he, he tells him, like, you, you know, you can't make that call or whatever. And then he gets mad. He's like, you brought like you're a terrible person, too. Like you brought me on your show just to make fun of me. Like you see him kind of like like he's snapping like that's yeah. it. It's like, no, that was it. Like this guy he's been idolizing for so long is now treating him as again like everybody else had been treating him and he's just like i'm right fucking sick which had to hurt this. so much because he's like you know daydreaming in the beginning of the movie that like 
he's gonna have this amazing connection and like yeah almost maybe like a, this like guy a will father, be like yeah, yeah. be a father figure to me and the, like no like this is just one extra person to start like making fun of yep and just treating me like shit like i don't exist like i don't belong like i'm not important and yeah so but yeah the the speech to me just didn't i think they could have shortened it i think they could have gave it less and it still would have worked all right yeah so that's that's just how i feel about it now the whole thing is do you see this guy becoming like a true joker at some point like, yeah, like the stuff I think he there's does. There's still more that needs to happen, but I can see him becoming like a real Joker. He's got to get past the point of like, like the whole killing because it's funny is like on point, but he also seems like to like a certain extent that he's he's killing with a purpose and like a point because like he thinks people is an asshole, and I think the traditional Joker doesn't necessarily kill with a point. Like he just kills to kill. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I could that make... mastermind though, like that, that guy who can come up with these super elaborate strategical plans and execute them almost flawlessly as long as nobody, you know, um, disrupts them. Cause yeah, I think there are moments the whole we thing see with the him Joker, do stuff though, is like, it's, it's not that his plans are amazing. It's that they're just insane and he's just really good at making them happen. Yeah. And I can see this guy coming up with like in a plan that's a little like, you know, off the walls and just making it happen because he just has like that kind of like, I don't give a fuck. And like, if I have to shoot this person in the face, I'm going to shoot this person in the face. I think that's my point, too, is like, I guess I can make the argument as well that he can start killing people when the Batman, when Batman's around because he's trying to do it to get to Batman. And that is the purpose. So I think at that point, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter as much to him if they're a good or a bad person. He's just killing them the fuck with Batman. Okay. But that being said, yeah, I think he's able to go and like execute these plans because i mean we saw him sneaking into that theater that like all these cops were like preventing people from like getting into and he just like walked in like it was nothing it was like natural to him yeah but do, do you feel like that's a part of his character or like a part of who he is like he can really pull those things off or do you feel like he just got lucky I think that's part of his character. Like it was just dumb luck. You think he just he's just that good? I think it was at just this that point. Good. Okay. That's like fair. just like naturally, like that was just something that like naturally he could do is he could just like walk. I mean, he like fucking grabbed that file of the person's hand and he escaped and he didn't even have to run that far. And then like at the end of the movie, he's like clearly in like Arkham and he just like killed the nurse and just like strolled on out. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy he was getting like chased, but like look, he was just like he almost escaped and he made it look easy. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. We got a Batman origin. Do you like this? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say I like it. I kind of was, I was wondering in the movie. I was like, is this going to end with like the beginning of Batman? I don't know if this movie necessarily needed it because we've seen it so many damn times, but yeah. like at the same time, it was kind of cool to see it tie it in, but I don't need the Joker to be the person that, you know, causes Bruce Wayne's parents' death. Yeah. I don't need that to be a thing. That's true. I don't... I, they could have took that out and I'd have been fine. Like, it wouldn't yeah. have... Or they could have just left it as implied. 
You know what I mean? Like we didn't actually have to see just saw that Thomas yeah. and Martha get killed. We could have just saw the Zorro sign like we did. Saw them walking out of the theater, walking into the alley, the shot with the dude like turning, and then that could have been it. We didn't we didn't need to see the pearls come off her neck again. For like the billionth time. It could have yeah, we just we didn't need to see all that. We could've just been like, Wow, like oh man. I don't shit, get what happened. it is about writers that love doing that. I don't get it like, either. You know what? Let's kill his parents, let's get us all to see it, and we gotta make sure the pearls are there. Got to. You have to. If the pearls aren't there, it doesn't really count. All right, so let me ask you this. And I was thinking of this. Um, so by the end of it, he has like this huge following. I mean, like these people who are basically ready to risk their lives because they see what this one guy did and they believe in his motive so much that like they just blindly follow a guy. At first, they don't even know who this guy is. They're just all in clown masks. And then they find out who he is and they're willing to do whatever. Like, do rammed into a police car just to get him out of it, you know? Right. Like, they'll do whatever. So, this is where, like, you could say having this tie into a larger existing universe could have benefited this movie, right? So, for the most part, I think it did benefit that it wasn't, that it was separate, it was his own thing. It was away from like the DCEU, Superman and Shazam and all of them. But for this, it almost could have been more impactful if there was. So just imagine this. So imagine the same movie, but in a in in a universe where we know Superman's around, right? We know we have heroes and we know people look up to, to heroes like like a Superman. And then right. here comes this guy in Gotham City who disrupts the order, who causes chaos who does something that people feel like was actually the right thing to do. Don't, don't you think that in a world where like a Superman exists, somebody who's flying through the sky that these people can look up to and idolize and like see as like this, the symbol of like peace and justice. And here you are with this little human dude who just dresses up as a clown and has murdered people. And now he has these, like, there are people who choose not to to follow and idolize Superman, but instead to idolize him. Don't you think that would have had more impact in that way versus just, like, he shot a couple people, so now all of a sudden he's, like, a hero? Yeah, I mean, I guess if we, if we had the option where people are choosing to follow Joker versus following other people that are heroes such as Superman, I think that is more impactful, but I don't feel like that like was a big deal not having that either. See, I I feel like the, the following thing was a bit like premature. I, I don't especially to it that feels early extreme. in like a Joker career to have that, but I felt like it fit what was going on in this yeah. movie because people were rallying because they felt like yeah, like they got their hero. Yeah, and I guess my thing is we hadn't seen any of that previously. Like we hadn't like gotten any hints of that, any like clues towards that. Like we hadn't had any scenes where like people were like, "Man, this this town really sucks." Like the most we had got was the guy on the news talking about super rats. You know what I mean? He wasn't talking about like yeah, but they're all oh, talking and- about the garbage and this garbage all over the city throughout the whole movie and like. Yeah, that's it, they're constantly they didn't like, talk talking about, how they about like a, inequality or like you know the the 
working class versus the wealthy class. Like that didn't I come up until after about the, the Joker how the working class started. like needs help and everything throughout the whole movie. And that's like why like uh, Thomas Wayne's running for mayor because he's trying to he wants to go and improve the issues that are happening throughout the city. Well, Thomas Wayne didn't fully decide to run for mayor until after the shooting. Like before that, but they, they, they had said it. like he might run for mayor, but they weren't sure. He then he officially was like, okay, I'm gonna run for mayor now. Now that this like whole shooting thing happens, and even when that does happen, his first thing is like I you know like I said earlier to just be like, oh, this, of course he covered up his face. Like guys who do that are clowns. Like he doesn't. I, I don't know. Like we to me like I hadn't seen anything that was like these people are upset. People are unhappy. Like all we knew. This whole movie is really focused on Arthur and his point of view. Right. We hadn't really seen anything that was like Gotham City really sucks. Like, I mean, we kind of we saw that it sucked for him, but we didn't see what it was like for the other people. And then for all of a sudden it to be at a point where they were rallying, they were fighting police, they were ramming into police cars, starting fires. Like, it was a whole. Like, it was chaos in these streets. I feel like they were showing it, but it was very subtle because it wasn't, like, the main focus of the movie. Like, you really had to pay attention to the shit going on in the background. Which is hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I could see maybe a couple of them at first. You know, maybe, like, a few guys being like, no, this, this, this clown guy is cool. Like, he's making a statement. Like, he's... He's, we don't see it as he just murdered some rich guys. We see it as like, no, he took out people who were just assholes who don't care about us versus all of a sudden he's got like half a city just like backing him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like a couple guys is one thing. A half a city is like, all right, that's, <laughs> that seems a bit excessive, a bit premature to me. So I, I didn't really buy the, followers could this all have been an hallucination well, yeah but you can say that but anyway no, I, know. <laughs> I just love i just wanted <laughs> to say it because i mean look we do see it like in the first like five minutes of the movie she asked him like he's like sometimes i wish i was back in the hospital or or something along those lines and then there's a super quick cut scene of him in was clearly a mental institution. Like just like in his head. Bang his he- bangs his head. They didn't like the really go enough into that. They either. didn't go into that at all. Yeah. And what if he was just in that the whole time? And when he banged his head, it knocked him out, and he just dreamed all of this. Twist. Could have. Yeah. Twist. What if Batman already exists, and he's just in Ar- Arkham Asylum, caught, and he's just imagining mm. all this? He's just reliving his origin story. Right. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> That's all. It doesn't. I don't have any deep thoughts about that. I just wanted to throw it out there. All the right. Anything else dream, about guys. the movie? I think I think we covered everything. I yeah, wanted we to talked hear. a lot. We talked yeah. way too in depth about this. I mean, it was a good movie. Not though. too in depth. Yeah, it was a good movie. How many? Um, geez, how many uh, weird acid flowers? Hip thrusts. Out of five. Weird. Yeah, okay. How many hip thrusts? He hips thrusts a lot in this movie. Yeah. 
lot of pelvic there it is pelvic thrust there's a lot of pelvic thrusting all right so how many pelvic thrusts out of five would you give it um three three that's it yeah i'm gonna go four and a half wow you liked it that much huh i don't i just i don't really i i find when you make a movie and i can't really complain about anything it's a a damn good movie and i don't feel like i can really complain that's fair like i said it's not that i think it's a bad movie i don't think it's a bad movie I didn't go into this movie really thinking anything about it. Oh, actually, you kind of knew what I thought. Like, I didn't really have hopes for this movie. Yeah. Didn't really see much. I started seeing those early reviews. It had to uh, exceed your expectations. Well, it would have, I think, if I hadn't started listening to those early reviews and seeing those early reviews of people calling it a masterpiece and giving it perfect scores. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? What like, if it becomes like movie of the year? That, I mean, that'd that be insane, man. I Look, I definitely think that it could, it's one of those movies that could be studied in film class if they really wanted to. Like there's right. a lot of layers there. You can continuously peel back and peel back and, and debate and, and discuss and talk about like the interpretation of this and that and this theory and that theory and this theory and the fact that there's so much and again i know they try to say that this is its own self-contained story but there's no way someone who knows about the joker is going to go into this and not try to compare it to what we've seen in comic books before it's just too much it's just too much there to not want to do that so i mean you throw that aspect into it and it's just like you could go on about this movie forever. Right. So. All right. So, yeah, good movie. Would I like to have seen more from it? Yeah, kind of. I, you see I didn't sequel? love it as a Joker movie. If there's a sequel and we didn't have a podcast and had to watch it, would you want to go watch it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I just saw an article saying Joaquin Phoenix would be on board to do a sequel to it. I think a sequel would be amazing right i really do like to see this joker in full fucking joker force like he has the joker game like he has the mindset like he has the mentality of like i'm at a point now where i'm just doing this because i think it's fucking funny you know like He's over like walking around and dancing in his full getup. Yeah, like, he, all his he's, confidence with like his jokers walking behind him. Exactly, like, let's go fuck some shit up. Like he's over like explaining himself why he's doing. Like he's past that. You know what I mean? He's past yeah. the point of like explaining like why he's doing what he's doing, what his motivations are, how he's been hurt, and all this other stuff. He's just at a point now. Where he's just like I'm just causing chaos because I just want to. You know, like I would love to see that this iteration of the Joker be that. And I think that would be incredible. But this one, like I said, it just kind of fell short for me as a Joker movie, as just a movie. This was just a movie about this guy who fell into insanity and started killing people just because of how shitty his life was. I think it's a really good movie, but to be a a, a Joker Joker movie, movie, what would you rate it? Probably like a four. Nice. Yeah. So this movie is about a four. <laughs> but your rating, my rating, your rating with it being a Joker movie, we're going to land on a four. Fair enough. All right. Um, right. Let's see. 
This close call think, is deep, man. I think that last part should be our close call because yeah, yeah, let's do that. our close call is going to be way too long. Way too long. We'll save that and for This is already day. a long episode. Yeah. So we'll save that one for another day. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Well, they can reach us at closecallspod at Gmail, at Facebook, at Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. I'm just joking. No, we don't. Snapchat. No, we don't got one of those nope. either. Uh, but yeah, no, reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of the Joker. Let us know if this is your favorite version, um, what versions you like better, you liked it, you hated it. Um, let us know if you think that he actually generally finds everything funny or if it's just a condition he has where he can't laugh at things that he doesn't find funny. Give us our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Email us in. Email in. Tweet at us. Whatever you want to do, however you want to contact us, contact us. Like, if you're listening to this, you got a moment, you're not in the car, maybe you're sitting on the train commuting, go ahead. Start typing that email. It'll be quick. It'll be easy. And we will read it. We will read it. We'll shout you out. We'll talk about it. Like, you'll be here with us doing this. So, until next week thanks for listening to this one you guys we really appreciate it we know there's only like 10 of you out there listening but all 10 of you are very important to us all right you're right we're probably up to like 11 by now all 11 of you are very important and we appreciate you listening so yeah until next time bye, bye.